<laughs> you sound like you were drinking out of a straw. <laughs> Being a bitch. Drinking out of cups. Being a it's bitch. Not my, not my chin, not my problem. That's what That's I, what I say. say. But you, hey, Fail just it, a walkway. Fatalisk. Walk me up to the building. Barnt. Fuck you. <laughs> Mr. Stairs. Oh, look at Mr. Balloon Hands. Tie me Mr. up. Walkway. Mr. Walkway. Walk me knots. to the building. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Get real. Guys, get real. It's episode 128 of this Ding Dong podcast with your host, Joey Maloney and Rob. <laughs> As in Robber. What, what's the... No T, just Robber. He's Robber. With hey, Robber. Hello, Robber. Robber, it's so nice to see you again. I'm walking here, Robber. <laughs> Who's the... The guys from a community, something in the douche. Oh, uh, uh, like Ira and the douche. That's who it is. Yeah, that for, yeah, from Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah, Ira and the douche community. Parks and Rec. Yeah, fool, Blast shame, harlot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am joking for real. Rip. Well, no, not anymore. Guys, welcome back, Ding Dong. It's a podcast episode one twenty eight. It's us. You know who it is. Here for another week of uh, talking about stuff and things and yeah. things and stuff. And Tyler, you know, I've seen an interesting uh, trend okay. of people just guessing, postulating, if you will. Oh, and I will. Uh, what is going to be the next months? Because it's, it's, it's going to be May. Well, it's it is gonna May be now. May. But, uh, it's going to be It's already May. <laughs> what the next month's tragedy is going to be. Yeah, because it seems like we're in for one. Yeah. Um, and so a few that I've seen, um, were that in Egypt, they found like 20 or 30 sarcophagi, uh, and, <laughs> uh, and uh, dude, that's wild. Fuck. That's a lot of sarcophaguses. Everybody's like, what, what are you doing? Put those back. Please do not open them. Somebody, some archeologist is like, I want to give sarcophaguses to the sarcophagus. <laughs> His name is Sarcophagus. <laughs> and somebody's um, like, I want to drink the tomb juice. <laughs> like, nope. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here, Anthony. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw uh, Philip DeFranco just tweeted. Yeah, he sure goes, why not? Who did it? Who the fuck had the audacity to say, well, at least 2020 doesn't have a murder hornet problem. Huh? And then the New York Times has a post that says, tracking the murder hornet, a deadly pest has reached North America. Bruh. No. We don't have time for this shit. Fuck that. No. Dude, that's the one that the bees had to evolve to in Japan to microwave that bee to death. Yeah. You've yeah, heard yeah. about that, right? Uh-huh. For the, I feel like that's an out-of-context sentence. Not unlike a lot of things on this podcast for our audience. but Well, when the bees are cooking other bees. Yeah, there's this giant hornet that fucking mercs people and it shows up like five or six of them show up to a bee's nest in Japan and they just murder all the bees but the bees have evolved in such a way to where they can like vibrate themselves and just yeah. fucking buzz and then and they, they just can just swarm it yeah they like surround it and if you die while they're doing it but they like swarm it and just shake it to death because the friction of their vibrations heats up the internal temperature to one degree higher than the bee or like the, the wasp thing can handle Yo. And it fucking kills it, That's which is absurd. wild. I like the two that they didn't go overboard. They're not like we're gonna we're not gonna like melt gonna this me- <laughs> thing, you know. 
but just fucking we're gonna just shake him a little bit to one degree above where he's comfortable and then uh oh see ya burn the flesh from his bones oh god <laughs> bees have bones do bees have bones no they have a an outer shell bony bees are you sure yeah they don't have any tiny bones no not at all the, people are like good. another fucking bee episode god damn it <laughs> For a kid who's really scared of bees, he sure talks about them a lot. You know, you like, gotta confront your face your danger. Yeah, like, this is how I do it by just talking about whether or not they have bones. It's like making a, a U turn on a windy mountain road. You always face face the edge, face the cliff. I was wondering where you were gonna go with that. No, that's real. I had to do that when I got my government driver's license for the four. That's service. oh right, because you had to drive big scary trucks on not big. You had to drive on small roads. No, they were just what regular I was trucks. To Sometimes what? with trailers and stuff, but like, um, but yeah, if you're, if you're like turning around, you face the, the cliff because then yeah. you can actually like tell where you are. If you're backing up, right. You can't say, oh, Adios. my back wheels have three feet. Like, right. <clears throat> yeah. And that's not one, even with the person I trust most in this world is not, that's not going to be a person I'm going to be like, yeah, sure. Come on. Keep going. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Like, Michael and I were talking about that the other day and, uh. It was like backing off a cliff. Yeah. Like, you're like, <laughs> yeah. all right, come on, come on, keep coming back. Oh, yeah. But what if the edge gives way? Like, it doesn't matter if That's you what have I'm space if right. the edge starts to go. Right. Like, and then, oops, you've automatically cursed that person with the fact that they sent you to your death. Right. And maybe just like look first. Right. See if you can actually turn around or maybe you keep driving for a little while. <laughs> it scares <laughs> me. Don't like that. Whip. <laughs> um,. Yeah, killer bees, though. That sounds like a real fucking nightmare. Another thing that has apparently just fallen under the radar, not literally here in this case, right. was unidentified flying objects. Well. And yes. go ahead. You, you have an and here or a well here. I, I saw a great post that said anything is an unidentified, unidentified flying object until you figure out what it is. Like if somebody I mean, throws something at you and it hits right. you and you go, what the fuck was that? It's a UFO, man. You got hit by a UFO. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. So you can always say that. Just just plead ignorance. I don't know what hit me. It was a UFO. That's a creative argument, actually. I you're like business. That. If you're a kid in school who can still get in trouble for getting hit by something by another kid at school that you threw at them, just say, honestly, teacher, UFO. No idea what it was. <laughs> Couldn't even tell you. Hey, you teach. Hey, you teach. I got this UFO. And I was like, hey, I'm walking in. And then the teacher was like, yo, it's a UFO. Yo, robber, <laughs> calm down. It's a UFO. <laughs> I'm walking. Hey, that's, a, dude, that's a, such a fun. If you ever have a chance to just say that, even if you're like driving and someone tries to merge into your lane and you just hit him with a good, hey, I'm walking. Oh, it's so satisfying. It's like people are going to be like, Tyler, are you trying to stereotype someone from New York? No, not at all. I'm trying to say a funny ass thing. To a not so funny ass situation, especially when hey yo, I'm walking e. Hey yo, I'm walking e. Onions. Zane's been sending me a lot of TikToks this week. <laughs> I, and I a few a gold of them. Mine. Rocket. Oh my god, no, <laughs> ma'am. Oh, I don't even know what to do with you. Fuck. <laughs> Rocket has this treat, and you guys have heard about it the last few weeks, where she jumps up dangerously close to all my recording equipment right as I'm recording the podcast. It's perfect. We'll, we'll have stayed away for hours on end before this. Yeah, I and saw then her sitting just in decides, the window earlier. Yeah. Who's that sitting in the window? She just does She does the thing a lot where she just stares yeah. at nothing and does the, like, when will my husband return from the war kind of face. 
The thousand yard stare. Right. Big a <laughs> Yeah, basically. Dude, speaking of cats, I've realized that being in quarantine can make you say like silly things, especially since, you know, you don't see as many people or really any people unless you kind of seek that out. Right. <clears throat> um and research would back up the idea that like right, if you don't have like somewhat regular human interaction, you can like not lose like you're not gonna forget how to talk. But you but you, you might forget how to talk as eloquently. Right. And so like Good it thing also for us, we just like sucked. Right. So nothing new here. <laughs> nothing you clearly have seen nothing has changed on the podcast. Um but I was talking with Madison a few days ago and she was really, really tired. And I promise I'm not dog walking you because I know it might sound like it. But um she had just come home from work and she was talking with Matilda, her cat, and she goes, Uh, Matilda's so cute. And I'm like, I agree, she's very cute. And somehow the term DILF got brought up. And she goes, uh, she goes, Matilda is a DILF. And I go, I'm sorry, what did you say? And she go, Oh, damn it. Oh, this is gonna be a bummer because I'm forgetting why she called her a DILF. And it was like Something I love forever was DILF. <laughs> and it was... Demon? I, no, well, maybe. That's <laughs> apt. But it was... Matilda is a DILF. And she, I specifically was told today to mention that Matilda was a DILF. <laughs> and so this is... Matilda, this is your shout out. For a, I, I keep thinking it's like a little doll. And it's like, that's not it. Oh, was maybe dummy I love forever, something like okay. that. Dork I love forever, something like that. Yeah. Equally applicable to me. <laughs> I too am a DILF. Guys, <sighs> go ahead and shout out any DILFs you love in your world. <laughs> if you know somebody with big DILF energy, dork you love forever, go ahead and shout them out. I'm going to text Madison to make Yo, sure. Yo, that works either way, DILF. with a Y or an I. Oh, you love forever? Yeah. DILF. DILF. <laughs> <laughs> Do you plan Hate on it. saying DILF this early in the Hate morning this many times? <laughs> Was this what you had expected for today? It. I'm texting this is a good text to send to your fiance. Hey, why did you call your cat a DILF again? Yeah, perfect. You're in. Um and then earlier today I said Madilfa and I that made me laugh. <laughs> That'll get me to blow air out of my nose. <laughs> so, guys, if you know any dilfs, go ahead and go ahead and tweet <laughs> us your dilfs. <laughs> if you have a dilf, shout them out. <laughs> Say, I love this dilf, and I'm not afraid to show it forever. <laughs> Some people's dilfs are like guys like John Stamos, big dork. Right, right, big old dork. Sometimes it's a cat. You never know. Right. <laughs> Who are we to judge? Speaking of parents, I was, it was, a, I was talking about, <laughs> we were talking about our cats. And this is just the part where I talk about our cats. Okay. Um, because that's mostly who I talk to these days. Well, um, we were talking about if our cats were parents though, yeah. they would be bad. Like they would be bad at being parents. I love rocket more than a lot of things in this world, but she would be a, not a good mom. <laughs> And the reason why is that she has a bit of only child syndrome. Ah, a little selfish. A little selfish. Like, I think 
and th- I'm not trying to slam Madison's cat here, but Matilda would be a far worse mother, hundred <laughs> percent. No, and I think she'd agree with that. But like certain animals, like so, my old cat Gigi would have been a great mom, very good cat mom, very okay. loving, very considerate, took the time, right, snuggled you when you needed it, played when you didn't. <laughs> Rocket at this point, her main thing right now is I think since I got her when she was like a year old, she didn't learn how to play. Mm. Or, like, the people that she was with, like, must not have played with her very much because she'll want to play, which I think is an instinctual thing. Right. And I'll throw a toy, and she'll look at me like she's upset. She's like, what the fuck? I just brought this to you. Why would you throw it? (laughs) I killed this, and you threw it back down the hallway? You ungrateful asshole. (laughs) And then she'll go down the hallway and pick up the toy herself and throw her head back in the air, and then it'll fly, like, I don't know, two, three feet in the air, and she'll jump up and parade around and catch it and run around. And I'm like... I would do that for you. I just that's what I was trying. And instead right. she just sees it as I brought her a gift and then I threw that gift away. <laughs> yeah. How do you have any pets in your world that would be good or bad pets or not pets? They're fine pets. I'm just going to say pets a bunch more. Pet parents. Um I think my parents cat is too young to make that determination. He's a small baby. Although he does just ooze confidence like he seems like a swaggy dude. That cat, he just like, and it's not even like a rude way, but he just like walks up and you're not like, hey, come jump on my lap or whatever. He's just there and he lives he's like, there hi, I'm there. on your lap. And then when he's ready to go, he's ready to go. He just gets up <laughs> and leaves. <laughs> Got a blast. He loves his little uh, tin foil balls and Cute. goes nuts. Like he does love when you throw them for him. Um, right. But he also loves to like find uh, rugs and like lift up the edge and bat them under there and then just mm-hmm. stick his arms under the rug and go <laughs> and just can make a mess of everything. You're like, good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, my parents have really because our last cat didn't do stuff like that. Sure. Um, she would occasionally she would have been cashmere would have been a terrible cat parent because she was. An right. asshole. <laughs> That's what we're realizing is most cats are not going to be good cat parents. No. She would. She was not supportive. She was like, "You did not enter her space." Right. Matilda's really lovey, but she's either totally lovey or just kind of rude. And so, like, she would. She would just get frustrated or annoyed with this other thing taking more attention and just forget them. I think. And I'm like, "Well, that's not what we want here." <laughs> so thank yeah. goodness, not an issue we need to worry about. Thanks, Bob Barker. Right. But like. <laughs> The price is wrong. Man, of every dude, of everyone with a last name that could have advocated for spaying and neutering pets, a man named Barker was kind of the obvious choice, right? Right. Yes. <clears throat> what a G. What a cool guy. Bob Barker is a cool guy. From his acting career to his fucking price is right. What a cool guy. What a cool also Alex Trebek is a cool guy. Dude, Alex Trebek is a cool guy. Did you see the thing a few weeks ago? Where the lady was talking and she was like, they always do like the one fun fact about yeah. the contestants. Yeah. And her fun fact, he's like, so, um, you say you're into nerdcore hip hop. And she's like, yeah, that's actually right. Um, nerdcore is for people who have kind of a hard time, I don't know, blending into social situations and identify as nerdy and may not, you know, have a like have a, a place to fit in and all that stuff. So that that's kind of for us. And he goes, oh, so losers. <laughs> Which is like. And then just walks off. Yeah. And then just leaves because he can do that shit. 
You're not going to say, hey, that's rude. Dude, and people tried. People <laughs> tried hard to be like, Alex, I've loved you for 35 years, but this was too that much. That was and it's the like, straw. Really? That's the one? That was the straw. Dude, Alex Trebek is low-key a savage, savage individual. I feel like he said some, like, suspect things to people. Like, Ooh, maybe you should have walked away from that one, like, half a sentence earlier, Alex. Right. Like, but that's the thing. There was no malintent behind it. No, but. right. But he did dunk on him for sure. That's okay, though. Yeah. Not that I'm advocating saying rude things to people, but if no. it's really funny, right. then maybe. <laughs> <laughs> then just tell it to your friends. Say, hey, I wanted to say this, but I tried to be a better person and didn't. Yeah. <laughs> or just qualify and say, ah. I know I shouldn't say this, and so I'm not going to. But I was thinking of saying. If I was and then go going to just, say this, then just go ahead and say it, it anyway. Been. Right? Because like, well, then you're fine. You're said. absolved from it. You, you didn't say it. Right? You said, no, you said what if I you would have said if you had said it, but right. you didn't say it. And they need to know what that would have been to gauge how how lucky they are that you didn't say uh, it. Right? Like, hey, I could have won this argument, but it would have really like just ended stuff. And right. Uh, and here's how I would have. Here's how. It. Here's what I would have said. But take your win. I'll keep this one in my back pocket <laughs> with my Dana, sunshine. I want, go, I want to go back to little animals. How are your yes. animals? Um, good. Your little they're bun are, buns. They're uh, silly little little folk. Are um, they? Yeah. They have very different per- personalities from each other. Um, the little girl is pretty confident and yeah. like just kind of like you put her somewhere and she explores the space and tries to dig a little no matter what. And then dig a little and then we'll like she really likes to start exploring. So she she doesn't like staying in one one spot. So we got to keep an eye on her. And the little guy is just terrified all the time. And so it takes he'll just like sit there. And I I think the the bridge of his nose, like the middle of his face is a little narrower. Uh And so it makes his eyes look even bigger. (laughs) And he'll just sit there and they'll like kind of like mess with him a little bit. Um, they don't really mind being like petted, um, right. but they don't like, they still don't really like being picked up or anything. I don't know that any rabbits really do that. Yeah. That never felt having never owned rabbits, but having seen people own rabbits, it never seemed like they were like, yes, big fan of being picked up. Right. Like even, even Kent's rabbit that like I walked into the house one day and it mm-hmm. came, it came running out and like met me at the door cute and it doesn't like being picked up it'll like sit there and let you pet it and stuff but dory's pretty uh independent she does what she wants ken's Um, little menagerie of animals is a very cute one his cat's pretty adorable dude that cat is like that cat is like rocket but like a tiny fluffy baby version and yeah i love you my small baby but cuter don't tell her i said anything (laughs) oh no it looks Um, like a little jungle baby it's so cute yeah just like a little wild cat prowling around (laughs) so yeah they're they're doing well um, they both they love dandelions. So Cute, don't we all? Dandelions every every opportunity is uh, that is possible. Yes, dude. That, that's it. You sent me a video a few days ago that shook my whole world up. We were talking about TikToks you'd been sending me a while ago, <laughs> and one of them was the most Jensen's food product sponsorship <laughs> type things. It was a it was a Jensen's type beat. Oh, and, definitely a Jensen's type beat. And basically, it was like a how it's made, which first of all, great show. phenomenal show. I didn't Unbelievable realize those episodes are only like 20 minutes. Dude, it's such an easy watch. You learn how like three or four things were made. Right. And it's a great show if you're like 
eating dinner. It's a great show if you want a little nap. Yeah. It's a great show if you're getting ready for bed. It's a great show for a Wednesday afternoon. Hell Any of those yeah. times. And so I'll first say this. If you've, for whatever reason, not watched How It's Made, just go find an episode. Because you might be like, I don't need to know how the fuck they make a refrigerator and a pool cover and a hammock. No, just find and out. And then what- you start watching it and you're like, maybe I did need to know how they made this. Yeah. Like if I would I would highly recommend just starting at the beginning and watching. Right. But if you the want, big, yeah. it's in the description what this episode's gonna be about. So you can go find an episode right. that find you things think you'll be interested in. in. The other thing too is that like the narrator's voice in that show is soothing as hell. Oh yeah. So calming. Just so it's like assertive. Without being invasive It's Canadian Well There you go I mean objectively that's true But I also think that that's a descriptive thing too Yes Yes It's a good stern Not stern But just It's an official Canadian voice Yeah It's funny to me Sidebar That a lot of um, There's like a significant amount of battle rappers that are Canadian Really? Yeah I didn't know that So rude and heinous And like like Pat Stay Is Yeah extremely canadian and he's like arguably top five battle rappers all time oh shit like, <laughs> again not what i would expect right but i'm glad to see that's out. Th- dude canada seems like they're doing all right yeah canada seems like an okay place to be right now yeah it seems fine why not yeah. um to oh shit i had another point on how it's made oh my big thing that whenever i'm watching that show is who made the machines to make the stuff Right. Like that sounds like a really dumb, vague question, but who made the plastic spiralizer needed to, you know, orient the who's a what's it, you know? Right. Like, like who decided that they knew what happened inside that big metal box so that, you know, a canned beer came out on the other side. Right. Engineers everywhere just screaming at me right now. But I also just that's dude. For like the third time, somebody sent me one of our fans. Shout out Molly sent me a uh, the a picture of the bridge being built, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's not a real thing though. Is right. it's not. I had to explain to somebody what conspiracy corner was recently, <laughs> and they were like, like actual conspiracy theories. Like you guys believe those, and I'm like, I don't not believe them, but no, pretty much no, I don't believe them. Right. Um. But it's it's I find not it necessarily. Right, it's not necessarily a legitimate conspiracy theory Sometimes, like the UFO thing Fits well into conspiracy corner Yeah But, just as equally, a thing I don't understand Like how the fuck they get all the water out of there And keep it out of there In a raging river You're telling me there's no erosion underneath that? Are you joking? Right That's just unreal Yeah I don't don't, See, here's the the thing After watching the, the new bridge being built The Russell Bridge being built Right I don't think it has to do with keeping the water out specifically i think they put a sleeve like a a sleeve down there like it's a two-part drill okay like they, they drop a big hole yeah and then clear out the middle and then Kay. drop the pole in so the water's going being pushed oh. around or at least at least like somewhat like they don't empty the spot they just pour it all there yeah, I'm going to choose to ignore that because but I, I hate know. that and I want it to be something different. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being a productive and kind member of society trying to explain it to me and I, there's just no yeah, way I'm going to sure. listen to that. No worries. Um, <laughs> so, 
So, but yeah, there's so many machines. Like, that's the thing. It's, man, you realize that, like, these factories need very specific parts, and so many of them have, like, a one-off machine that does a function. Right. And that's a wild thing. To be like, who do you even go to to build that machine? Because right. then there's a factory of those machines building machines. Yeah. And what factory built that factory's machines? I just don't understand. There's just a permanent right. feedback loop. Right. Like, how did they start? Yeah, it had right. to have been like, well, I know we we know somebody who works for a company that produces uh, parts for sure. for places. So what happens is they get an order and then they put it into like AutoCAD or whatever right. and like design it out. And then they have a machine that just like prints it, right. which is wild. What's funny is people are going to think I'm a fucking idiot. Like I don't legitimately understand how it's done. <laughs> but if you if you like, obviously, yes, I can figure out how every machine got built. And I understand that there are cruder versions that led to more refined versions. I get it. Right. But just on a purely principled basis, if you're not looking beyond like, oh, the giant evolutionary history of machines, I think it is an interesting thing to consider. Like one factory had to make this one part for this one specific machine. Who so made the factory's machines? Right. And how is it profitable? Like right. to make that one factory other the other factory's machine. I don't get it. Yeah. It's like the printing press, man. Shit. <laughs> oh my god. Bro, you really said something just then. <laughs> no, but the thing is, Zane sent me this video of it was like how it's made, but I don't think it was the real version cuz it didn't sound quite like the guy. No, I think it was a Overdub of some sort, or like a right, and so also it was very grainy, right? But it was funny because yeah. it was the sandwich. It was like a like making like prepackaged ham cheese sandwiches, right? And so the bread comes out on the conveyor, and the guy's like, "As we see, the bread has been toasted. Once the bread has been toasted, it makes its way down the conveyor belt, where it gets a jizz of mayonnaise." And the guy cuts <laughs> in, and he goes, "A what? <laughs> a jizz of mayonnaise?" And it's like, then factory workers take the cheese bare By hand <laughs> and spread it on, evenly distributing the cheese over bare the mayonnaise. Handed. Yeah, and it's like, they're touching it with their bare hands over the jizz of mayonnaise? <laughs> and then you're kind of like, oh, you think that that's it. And then it goes, next, a factory worker lines up the ham log in order to be sliced. And the dude goes, ham log? <laughs> I think that's what really put me over the edge. Like the right. fact that he was so blown away by barehanded was hilarious. He just didn't pay but attention. Then there to was, yeah. yeah. There was such a lull in the video before Hamlog. And Next. then he just goes, Hamlog? <laughs> Hamlog? And yeah, there's just a, like a very sad looking factory worker taking out chunks of ham and placing them on a thing. They're literally and then, like as long as your arm. <laughs> Right, and then it like, and then it like cuts back to them like assembling the sandwich. Finally, the sandwiches are assembled at the end of the factory line. They'll make their way out to consumers worldwide. And so it's like, <laughs> so first of all, appeals to me on the basis of it's how it's made. Right. Second of all, it's fucking hilarious. But I was like, dude, if if you could make, we haven't had a Jensen sponsorship in a while. But like, if you could make a full commercial. For a Jensen's product, that's exactly how it would go. Oh, for sure. It would be like introducing Jensen's new ham and cheese smackaroonies. First, 
The Jensen Smackaroonie is a proprietary blend of any three types of jizzes of mayonnaise. You've got Chipotle shot. You've got yummy, yummy mayo tummy. And you've got dill. Dill. Fuck. I was going to say truffle. Next, the factory workers at Jensen's Farms all wipe their hands all over your cheese in order to ensure a pure distribution of delicious cheddar all over that jizz of mayonnaise. Next, the ham log is assembled. (laughs) Once the ham log enters the grundle grinder, you'll be able to taste the pure flavors of Jensen's ham and cheese smackaroonies. Try new Jensen's smackaroonies hand-assembled just for your pleasure. <laughs> Mom, I'm sorry. Dad, I'm sorry. This is our podcast, and I love you dearly, and I understand that I said jizz of mayonnaise roughly five too, to six too times. Too many times. And I just want you to know that you are the best. Do you ever and stumble upon things listening. like that that you've never said before in your life, and then you yeah. hear them, and then you say them way too many times? <clears throat> You, and then like you remember your pod- another, yeah. There's probably you remember a your podcast is for the public, <laughs> and that your parents listen to it. Uh oh. Well, dude, I had this thought a bunch of times, and we've talked about it. I think where, like, what do like screamo artists do when they go home for Thanksgiving? They disrespect their surroundings, and that's dun, a good dun, fucking dun, joke. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that is a really good joke, actually. I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> but like, especially like people with like kind of wild out there music careers. Yeah. Like. If you are in a career or like if you're like a singer or in a band or something that has some like questionable lyrics a majority of the time, let's say you go back home for Thanksgiving and your aunt who is like, like your parents might understand and be like, yeah, no, we get it. It's like an act. It's a performing thing, whatever. Like you don't really believe those things, hopefully. But then like assuming that you don't and assuming that it's just an act, then like your aunt comes over and she's like. So <laughs> your new album had a little bit of extra blood on the cover. I saw. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Aunt Cheryl, that's really thanks. kind of you. We, a lot of time went into that. We actually sourced pig blood from Turkey and, um, it was, that uh, was, it gave it the sheen and we were looking for. Um, it was actually just corn syrup and ketchup. It, uh, does a really good job. Add a little sugar <laughs> to it. Doesn't matter if you get it in your mouth, tastes fine. Um, I just like the yeah, idea. We that, didn't like bite into a pig or anything like that. Right. Like, it was. A, it, it may was look a like that. That was shot. the goal. Like that was. Yeah. <laughs> right. I like the idea though that like all the yeah, everybody's just very well adjusted, kind of a standard you know, nuclear family style. Right. And, and, and then I comes see, home. I, did I see you got your eyeballs tattooed? You're like you did actually. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was fine. Like again, well trusted guy. Like, right. Honestly, a professional. One of the leading technicians in eyeball ta- in eyeball tattooing. So here's the thing. You can tell I've never gotten a tattoo because I called them a technician instead of an artist. <laughs> like a fool. Like a fool. Like um, a fool. I met the lead singer of Barrier Dead. Humble brag. After yeah. Um <laughs> after we, we saw them live. And uh he was just the most like nice, soft spoken dude like he was the first person i saw open up a wall of death at a concert and if you don't right. know what a wall of death is yeah explain they that for split somebody. the uh, they'll they'll get okay we're gonna back up so 
<sighs> most most like heavier songs have like some kind of breakdown where the beat will like cut out and it'll be like some kind of drum solo with maybe a little guitar in there, some bass in there, and then the song drops back in really heavy and like keeps going. So like when they get to their breakdown, they'll stop and start a wall of death. So they'll split the the uh crowd down the middle and back them up like as far against the sides as they possibly can and go all right this side you're out to kill that side that side you're out to kill this side they get everybody to cheer and then when they hit their big like fucking down on on their guitar and like the fucking drums go nuts and stuff everybody just full-on sprints at each other and it's like a converging mosh pit to the middle. So you get it's people like the just biggest get red fucking, rover. Yeah, it's nuts. Like you get people just get mashed in the middle. And so this dude, this dude was the first guy I ever saw that opened up a up a right. wall of death like that. And I see him after the show and he's we were like, yo, that was super cool. Really loved your set. And he's like, oh, thanks, guys. It really thanks, means yeah. a lot. It's <laughs> really great to be out here in Montana. I love the outdoors. Like a lot of work goes into the craft. Yeah. I'm glad to see it's appreciated. You're like, oh, he's got dreads like three quarters of the way down his back. Like, I know we've talked about this before, but it's worth repeating that like metal musicians, some of the nicest people that I've met. And that's a big generalization. Haven't met all of them. But like genre or like artists in that genre specifically or like hard rock, even whatever. The dudes who kind of look the scariest, typically very pleasant. Yeah. Like some of the most fun, enjoyable shows have been like not that like five finger death punch is super hardcore, but like that sounds pretty hardcore yeah. to somebody who isn't like in that genre of music. music. And like <clears throat> like people like that, I worked catering, and I know you've worked the events and stuff with them. Yeah, they're always like around the venue, just checking it out, chatting it up with everybody before. And it's like the people who come across nicest on stage normally some of the worst. Yeah. For sure. Because they're just like, yeah, whatever. Hi. Yeah, thanks. Great. I have to go be nice to other people now. Right. Whereas everybody else is just kind of like, yeah, we're yeah, chilling, we're dude. Here. We can play music all the time and yell and <laughs> take out all our anger out there. Fuck it. We're having a ham and cheese sandwich back here. <laughs> God, this Jensen's is really good. Is this a local product? Didn't even mean to bring in the plug. The brain just did it for me. Big ups to my brain. <laughs> Big ups to Jensen's. <laughs> Big ups to Jensen's for constantly sponsoring this podcast for free. Wild. Zane, I have a few more would you rather questions if you'd like. Yeah, lay, lay it on me. <laughs> Stick it to me. <laughs> Zane, would you, if you were reborn in a new life, would you rather be alive in the past or the future? Um, The future. Okay, let's say, okay, first I want to hear an explanation about that, then I'll adapt it. Because I think so too. I think no matter how much the future maybe sucks, it should be better than the past. You would think. Like, there's just more, like, opportunities and, and things. Right. Like, more cool stuff. Yeah, I agree. Let's say it's, like, 20 years in the future. Mm. Or, well, sorry. Let's say it's, like, 500 years in the future. Okay, yeah. Or, like, 100 years in the past. Definitely the future. Definitely the future? Yeah. Does moving it farther out in the future make it harder for you or closer or, or easier for you? Easier. Really? Like 20 years so like two, from now? Like, okay, two like years in the future versus... Yeah. Right. You're born two years from now, or you're born 100 years ago. Ooh. <clears throat> well, 
let's say with the past not i'm trying to figure out where your baseline is to go to the past uh, I'd let's say you also like have way, knowledge way of what's coming and not no way, butterfly effect shit like medieval times um, type of stuff probably we've talked about this before too i think where like people really our buddy joey always is like oh i would kick ass in the medieval times it's like you would have a hard time in the medieval times i think <laughs> i think everybody Even, would i think everyone would medieval times were not good like objectively no. it was like disease ridden and kind of horrible and like everybody's like but knights it's like kind of for like 12 people but yeah. other than that <laughs> it was not that good you ever try to pick up a knight helmet you can't <laughs> one of the craziest things to i mean i guess yeah I, I guess i haven't picked one up but i'm just gonna trust so, you on that like it's just real heavy i don't think people understand like how much a broadsword weighs that's true let's google it yeah please google right now how much a broadsword weighs I'm going to guess 22 pounds. How much does a broadsword weigh? Three to five pounds. Fuck! 22? Tyler, you're an idiot. What are you doing? Three to five pounds, that's it? I, I swear they were bigger than that. Maybe you're thinking of like a claymore? Not the grenade? Huh. No, that, that's on? only like five and a half pounds. This is all like... Really? Yeah, I That's swear. That's such a big sword. 20 feels a bit much now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. That would be crazy. Before five okay. pounds to swing around does get tiring. Like Definitely. You wouldn't want to do it. The thing that was the most surprising to me is how mobile knight armor is. Did right. you know the... Na- I, again, we're, this is the part where we cover all the things we've already talked about episodes ago. <laughs> that the nas- the state sport of Maryland is jousting. That's so cool. It's so cool. And so it's like... You have to joust in armor and shit, or you'll just get impaled and murdered. Right. And so, like, knight armor, though, surprisingly mobile. Like, they didn't build it to be this big, clunky thing. They built it to be like, nah, you're basically sword fighting with some scales on. Effective. Right. It's going to save you from most shit, and you have chainmail under it. Right. Dude, that's crazy. I think I would also go into the future. The only concern would be, like, 500 years in the future. It's like, okay, what world exists at this point? Right. Yeah. Like, we just have no idea. Because, right, let's say you teleport to your exact location 500 years from now. Right. And you're like, uh. <laughs> See, 500 years, I can, in the future, I can hope and assume that there's, like, you know, cool. Breathable air on the planet. Cool, breathable, cool stuff, breathable <laughs> air, people get along and stuff. 500, as far back as you, you go, know for it's a fact just death and not, dying. <laughs> right, like, you know for a fact that's not happening that far in the past. 100 years? No thanks. Still like, bad, yeah. That's I don't know. Well, right now you're going into the 1920s, which right. again, eh, yeah, probably. I, I, I could see the future being a compelling argument still. Yeah, we're in the roaring 20s right now, anyway. So, yeehaw, baby. That's why everybody goes out at 8 p.m. and yells. Right? It's the roaring right. 20s. We have to. It's part of the name. It's not called the stay inside your house and be quiet 20s. Right. We roar. Guys, would you rather eat no candy at Halloween or no turkey at Thanksgiving? No candy at Halloween. Really? Yeah, I'm fucking up some turkey, man. Dude, I love turkey. Oh, yeah. No, just, I would probably, I would probably go no Halloween and candy. Just on Halloween day, right? Because then I guess you could just have it the next day. Right. I could still go trick or treating. And you don't I have wasn't. to cook a Reese's cup, you know. Right. Some of these are really sad. Some of these are like, would you rather date someone you love or date someone who loves you? It's like, why not both? You know. Yeah. Like, what like, does that even mean? <laughs> Zane, would you rather look 10 years older from the neck up or the neck down? The neck down? All right, so you would have what? 
Are you, you're 28? 29, yeah. <sighs> I guess it just felt like it was appropriate. So you'd have a 39-year-old neck down body and yeah, 29 year old most head guys body. Is, is right around when they're in the prime of their yeah that's you have a good chance there yeah life yeah okay yeah i'm trying to think probably since i tried to grow a mustache for the last month and it took literally a month <laughs> for like 14 hairs to appear i can only hope that 10 years on my face looks better i don't know though right I guess neck down, right? Just from you a just, proportion of body, that feels like you're giving away too much. But then if you think about it, you can wear big baggy clothes if you want. Yeah. That's what I'm that's kind of my thought is like you can cover it up. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Probably neck down then, huh? Um cuz I like, like this one. You look how you look and you can't like go to the gym or Right, you can just like change that, it. Like, yeah. Um also, my body is secretly 97 years old with all the <laughs> popping and cracking. Dude, right now, literally, if I roll my shoulders, it yeah. sounds like a gun goes off. It's awful. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so oh, wow. shout out my office chair. Things are going great. Um, I like this one because they asked it legitimately, but I've seen this one on like Reddit a few times. The Would you rather have three kids and no money or no kids with $3 million? But in my head, I'm primed to read three that money. as, would you rather have three kids with no money or no kids with three money? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm going three million dollars for sure yeah I think so too yeah because you could also still have kids that's the thing these were like these are the best would you rather questions and I'm like no I don't are know they? they are I do like this one though would you rather reverse one decision you make every day or be able to stop time for 10 seconds every day I think I'm taking the 10 second time stop are you really I think I'm taking the reverse decision I'm curious as to your 10 second time stop because I don't think it's a bad choice I just don't personally, I don't think that there's a lot you can do with 10 seconds a day. You can move a long ways. <laughs> Some people could run a hundred meters in that time. Yeah. But think if you like, just to like get the jump on somebody, you're like doing Ooh. what? I don't know anything. How often are you getting a jump on someone? I don't know. Those are probably all the decisions I'd need to turn around <laughs> that's what i mean you could just decide to not get the jump on someone or put yourself in that situation right <clears throat> and it doesn't necessarily well the the only thing with the one decision every day is you've got to kind of note the main decision you've done but then the argument could be had that let's say i make 10 bad decisions each consecutively in a row if i reverse the first decision does it wipe out the remaining nine because if so that's Maybe. a very powerful thing i would think because then if you never made the first decision you inherently couldn't have made the second third fourth fifth whatever not based on the same things right but maybe they're you, right you could still make them each other but i think yeah. the, the the premise is you would go back with the knowledge oh shit that was the wrong decision i feel like i make a lot of non-connected wrong decisions <laughs> right so you would just have like six to pick from every day and you'd be right. like fuck like, i don't know oh, one of wow. these will help a little bit yeah <laughs> okay i think i think the reverse one is powerful yeah now if you change it to you can reverse one decision immediately after making it like you can't make other decisions right and we're talking substantive one obviously your brain is making a decision every single second so like yeah, yeah. you can reverse your most immediate impactful decision <sighs> But not like subsequent ones before that. Right. So if you're halfway down the trail of bad decision town, you can only go one step back and hope there's a fork in the road. You can't 
like go all the way back and retroactively wipe those out. Right. At that point, I just don't know what I would do with 10 extra seconds every day. Because that's really all it is. 10 extra seconds a day. Yeah, I don't know. It was a minute, maybe. Now Even you, then, though. Yeah. But, that, but, like, one decision, like, again, you have to really, like, keep track. What happens if you're, like, in the moment, like, ooh, reverse that decision, and then something worse happens later? Well, that's the risk like, you run, right? Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to stick okay. with my 10 seconds. because I'm going to stick with my reverse of the decision. Cool, but. Would you rather win $50,000 or let your best friend win $500,000? Let's assume there's no knowledge of the two. That the if let's say it's you and I, and I can either win fifty thousand dollars or let you win five hundred thousand dollars. We can talk after and I can try and convince you that it was me who let you win the five hundred thousand dollars. Right. But you don't have any inherent knowledge. You just want you've won it. Right. It shows up in a believable fashion and you're like, oh shit, I am a half millionaire now. I'd like to think I'd like somebody else to win the 500. I would too. I put this in a context of you and I because I'm like, I think I would have to make that decision. And I would love to have you have half a million dollars. Right. But if there's no knowledge either way, the right. a little bit scummy side of me says, well, if he's not going to know either way, I yeah, can win 50 and give you a chunk of it as a good consolation prize. You still have a good chunk of money that you didn't previously have. Yeah. It's also 10 times the value, though. Yeah, that's kind of the thing is like, I feel like this one is a lot better I, I than think the other it, ones. I think it depends on the friend. Definitely. Because <laughs> it's not that I don't trust my friends or anything like that. But you have to think like, who's going to maybe? Because I I know people like that would take the fifty thousand dollars and could probably make that into five hundred thousand dollars pretty easily, right. Right? right? But I also know people that could get five hundred thousand dollars and gone, right. like don't have any investment skills or anything like that. And so right. I think it's less of the I'm expecting a kickback, right? And more of the okay, maybe this has a chance to like benefit everybody and right your analysis is do i have a better odds at this fifty thousand dollars turning into something else right more so than that person would five hundred thousand dollars right i think immediately right now i'd take the 50 that's fair i would heavily consider it even though i would love for you to have five hundred thousand dollars and i appreciate that i too would love for you to have five hundred thousand well thank you but again i can't say i'm not taking 50 (laughs) right (laughs) as much as i would love that i would also love fifty thousand dollars right because then i could sleep comfortably saying zane here's here's five ten grand of this right and you'd be like what the hell that's amazing (laughs) thanks so if either one of us come into an inordinate sum of money all of a sudden just know it was likely the other person (laughs) right i rubbed the right lamps yeah perfect (laughs) would you rather run at 100 miles an hour or fly at 10 Miles an hour, obviously not PM. Run at 100. Okay, but okay, Flying explain it, that. Think of how slow 10 miles an hour is. Totally. Like you can you can already run at 10 miles an hour. Yeah. For at least some amount of distance. Right. And you're not getting that far. Think if you had okay, to like yeah. fly from here, like say Great Falls, right? Sure. You can You can drive at Great, to Great Falls. It's 180 miles. It mm-hmm. takes you two and a half, three hours to drive there. Um, going the speed limit or a little above. Yeah. 
if you flew, it would take you 18 hours. Yeah, you would be better off driving at that point. You could run there in under two hours. Say, if you could just like run that long. Because I have to assume like once you can fly, you can just fly. Like, right, so you I could, would think you so could too. fly for 18 hours straight. So I would have to assume that you could run for two hours straight. So that right under those parameters, I think running. Let's, though, put it in real world context of let's say since you have a comparable speed that you're running or that your flight now is an average like caloric X take or not X take Jesus Christ, Tyler um, <laughs> output yeah. of like what a run would be. Okay. So you'd have to like get in shape to fly farther, essentially. Yeah, like you could you could take off and I could fly down the block. Right. But I'd be winded at the end of it. Right. And I wouldn't want to fly too high on the off chance I fucking get a cramp in my bicep or whatever and that's it for me. Yeah. Then so then I'd still want to be able to run 100 miles an hour because then I can still run 50 miles an hour. No, right? but then I'm no, but I'm saying no, right. So I'm saying that your your caloric output and your exo- exertion running at 100 miles an hour would be like literally running 100 miles an hour. You'd be fucking wiped out super fast. Yeah. You would you would burn 10 times the calories and 10 times the energy. I know that those are basically the same thing. But like, you know what I mean? Like, you could train and get better at it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is that like, I don't have to run 100 miles an hour. Like, right, you just could. If you're going out to run a marathon why you would ever do that i guess right you could get around town at 25 miles an hour and it would be a, a jog for you right exactly We're, right you 50 miles tired, an hour would be a, a but like a, a i drive my run. car at 25 miles an hour like right i'm getting the same amount of places i wouldn't do it i'd just drive but you know well, so if you could <laughs> right if you could jog for an hour you could get around town and run your errands and do all that stuff and get some good exercise in too right you could theoretically make it to like where could you you could make it to like Sealy in yeah. an hour on a run. Oh yeah. Like you're like, "Hey, I'm going to go run for an hour. I'm going to head up to Sealy, grab a burger at Lindy's and then <laughs> head back." And peace. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I think you've sold me on that because I think either way, you're right. 10 miles an hour just isn't fast enough to get anywhere no, meaningful with flight. Like, the only cool thing is you could get up on top of buildings, but I would be horrified of that. I would be very scared the entire time I was flying, and I don't know that I'd get used to it. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd run. Uh, let's see. Would you rather have seven fingers on each hand or seven toes on each foot? Mm, probably seven toes. I just think hands would look too weird. <laughs> it would be a little kind of funky. I think, yeah, toes. You would have a hard time with shoes, though. I mean, obviously, gloves are out of the question if you have... Well, not really. You just get the small, stretchy ones. Right. You just walk barefoot. Wear socks. That's fair. Um, Would you rather live in an amusement park or in a zoo? Probably in an amusement park. Go ahead. I'm not... I don't think that, like, living in a zoo, it'd be like, oh, yeah, you get to hang out with the animals. But they're still wild animals. Like, right. you always hear about, like, a chimp got out and ripped somebody's face off. Or Harambe killed a kid, which he didn't, but you know what right. I'm saying. Um, or, like, the tigers got the opportunity and swiped half a man's chest. Like, right. 
It's not like you just get to be with cute animals, something like that. Sure. Like, we're at an amusement park. Like, I don't know. People are fun at amusement parks generally. You get food. Like, amusement park food is generally pretty good. Right. Bad for you, but pretty good. Yeah, it's I don't tasty know. for sure. I, I feel like you could do a lot more at an amusement park. And I feel like you'd yeah. have better people watching. Right. Whereas eventually, right, you'd kind of just blend in at the zoo and you'd be like, eh, okay, great. I'm yeah. going to see the tigers for the ninth time. I love zoos. Well, yeah. particularly I love aquariums. But that but would be too many zoos. That's too many zoos. <laughs> if you've These, never heard tried... the band Too Many Zoos, look them up. That's Yeah, they're a wild band. Shout out Too Many Zoos. I looked up more questions, but they've just got off the rails, and so I'll just <laughs> ask a few, but we can move on from this. Perfect. Um, we, we, <laughs> these are good. Would you rather eat everything you see or lick everything you see? <laughs> eat it. Would you, yeah, well, this is the lightning round. Would you rather be in jail for 10 years or be in the coma for 20 years? Jail. <laughs> Would you rather be invisible or be fast? Fast. Really? <laughs> it's not even fast proportionately. No, no, no. You're no, no. pretty quick. No, no, no. You can't turn invisible. You just are invisible. Oh, shit. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Would you rather look like a fish or smell like a fish? Look. Would you rather play on Minecraft or play FIFA? FIFA. Would you rather live in space or under the sea? Space. Would you rather be a tree or have to live in a tree for the live rest of tree. your life? <laughs> Would you rather have a sumo wrestler on top of you or yourself on top of him? Yes. <laughs> You're like, yes, please. Would you rather have to eat pizza for a year only or no pizza for one year? That's a hard one. I know it is. I saved it for last to trick you. Ha ha. Oh, shit. Let's look at it, though, for real. I'm going no pizza. <clears throat> really? Yes. Because as much as I love pizza, if you had to eat pizza. it every meal, every day. Yeah, that'd be pretty rough. It'd be tough. Like, that's always, would you rather only be able to eat your first favorite food or yeah, that's never the... be able to eat your first favorite food? And it's like, well. Okay, I have my second favorite food. Though, like, and that's still yeah. And does my second then become my first? And do I lose that? And then do I right, pull do myself back, back into having my first favorite food? Like, <laughs> right. you know? That's a great point. Those, a few of those got wild, though. I was going to look for a top <laughs> 10 today, but I couldn't find one, like... Math guy really like or math kid fucking <laughs> he set the bar. Yeah. And I don't want to give you subpar content, says the guy who just read <laughs> Would You Rather <laughs> Would You Rather questions for the last twenty minutes. <laughs> people like those though, dude. We get t- we get tweets all the time about would you rather's and yeah. people's responses. We got one from Sammy last week. Shout out Sammy. Who said that she when we asked would you rather speak to land, water, or air animals? Yeah said underwater because then I could ask about all the deep sea creatures. And that was my first thought too was like, fuck, I kind of want to know. And then I thought, wait a minute. No, I don't. And also Aquaman is like kind of the worst superhero and he gets fucking clowned on all the time. Right. Because it's like, oh, cool. Well, we're on land like 90% of the time, dude. So bring the fight to you in the water and absolutely you're a dominant force. Right. But I'll just avoid the water. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. So that's that's where I'm at today. Yeah. And I respect that. Zane, is that where you're at? Is it time for Tweet of the Week? I think it's time for Tweet of the Week. 
tweet of the week. I said the tweet of the week. Uh, I've got one here from KB at KB No Swag. Oh, shit. People from Wyoming are in my mentions insulting me for dissing their state yesterday, and I'm just imagining them furiously riding a horse to a McDonald's in Utah just so they could get Wi-Fi and tweet at me. Honestly, I want to be upset about that, but I'm not because I get it. Wyoming, that's basically, they summed it up. Guys, I have one here from Mike Malloy at Fake Mike Malloy. He says, on Halloween of 2007, I saw a guy dressed as Borat do karaoke to Bon Jovi, but he changed the word to It's My Wife, and I haven't laughed the same since. <laughs> it's my wife, and it's, and it's now on it. <laughs> That's incredible. Dan, do you have one more tweet of the week? I do. This one's from Joe, uh, at Mutable Joe. The idea that the ideal beach body just means being thin or buff is so unimaginative. Imaginative. <clears throat> Surely the ideal beach body would have a powerful lobster claw, arm flaps to act as a windbreak, and a sand repellent anus. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, last tweet of the week here comes to us from Kent Johns at Kent Johns. It says, making silly comments at any applicable moment about being illiterate to my girlfriend. So she can be let down softly when the day comes that she realizes I was telling the truth the whole time and am, in fact, unable to read. That's, dude, that's the move relatable. right there. Very Long relatable. Guys, if you're illiterate, you. go ahead and tweet us the deets at dingdongpodcast at gmail.com. Um, go ahead and tweet us the deets about your favorite animal story and who you think is a big old dilf at dingdongpodcast <laughs> on Twitter. And, and guys, remember, go ahead you don't and, have to read it. You just have to tweet it. Yeah. Guys, love each other, stay safe, and I uh, give you a big old high five from a distance. All right. Bye. Bye.